Jeff, you love being right. You I love being love, right. I love being right. If being right is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Would you say it's the right kind of wrong? I would say it's the right stuff by Vanessa the, Williams. Oh, the right stuff by okay. I, I my brain immediately went to New Kids on the Block. Ooh, okay. Yeah, but I the right stuff by Vanessa Williams. I don't know if I know that song. I only know it from Drag Race. Sing it. It's like a lip sync. Sing it right uh, now. No. <laughs> <laughs> the only Vanessa Williams song will obviously uh, save the best for last. That's her, her biggest not hit. Most, yeah, her yeah. most known. Um, and I've always thought about, considering that I'm a June baby, I've always thought in my head, I'm like, the, the lyric was like, sometimes the snow falls down in June. I'm like, I, as much as I love cold weather, I was like, I would probably cry if I ever saw a snowflake in June. There really? I feel like you would you would rejoice. You hate summer. I know, but I just feel like I think it's more so in, in my brain of like climate change is very real. And like the more <laughs> we see this like crazy weather and the more it's so like if I were to see a snowflake in June, I'd be very concerned. Do you think, think Vanessa Williams more. Vanessa Williams um she predicted climate change? I think she did. I think that Do you that's think really that she's like the head of climate change. I think so. Scientist. Al Gore found dead. Like <laughs> climate change scientist. <laughs> There's definitely a word for that, right? She absolutely. And she is probably, I mean, the only other song of hers that I know is a song called happiness. And I bet you that that song, the underlying theme, I bet you 100% that it's about like, we're only going to find happiness if we stop climate change. Well, the way that I know her and remember her the best is from desperate housewives, the iconic desperate housewives as an extra on a few seasons. An extra, or a main, like, like or a maybe cameo? she was a main recurring. I think she might have been a recurring character. I haven't seen it in so long, but I remember that's where I first kind of was introduced to her. Like fully was on. She was one of the housewives on the block. Not the that's first right. couple of seasons. It was like later, but they did you, that a lot. You like Desperate Housewives? Oh my god! I don't that think was... anything's compared to that show. I've been I've waiting never... for something to compare to it. I've never watched a single episode. You would love it. Would I? I don't know. You you 100% would. I, I promise you. All of the women, especially Brie, especially Brie. Who played Brie? Um, Marsha Cross, I think is her name. She's okay, the she's red, the redhead. Red yes. She's the redhead. And then, and then that was the show with like Ava Longoria. Yep, that was like and her it, first big break, I believe. And then I also had Terry Hatcher. Yeah, which Terry Hatcher I knew from uh, Lois and Clark, which was like the the Superman show from the '90s. My sister was obsessed. Oh my gosh, Dean Cain was the yeah. guy who played Superman, and my sister oh, wow. was obsessed with Dean Cain. Okay, yeah, I remember that. And then I also my my little gay self was also in in agreement with her. My sister, this is actually my sister might be the person who actually made me gay. And I'm not kidding. So she, I remember, look, we, so there was a store called Nightwinds. We might have talked about it on the on the pod, but Nightwinds was a CD store very close to my house, like two blocks away. We would walk there all the time. And they were known for putting CDs out a day early. So back, de- back in the day, CDs were Ooh, always coming out special. on Tuesday. Yeah. So I remember buying Mariah Carey's Rainbow album on Monday. I remember buying InSync's No Strings Attached on Monday. I felt, I've never felt more exclusive. You're like backstage, like VIP access. Yeah. I was like, you guys, I have this CD before you suck yeah. on that. And, but I remember going there once and they had a magazine section, obviously. And we were getting a Teen Vogue, I think. And, sh- and Usher was 
like this is like the you make me wanna era usher mm-hmm. and he was shirtless and like his underwear or whatever and i remember my sister talking about abs and being like oh my god he's so sexy and i just remember <laughs> looking at that and being like in my head being like fuck yeah and ever since i mean 8701 8701 is his best era so for you to be turned on by 8701 usher just feels right it feels that, right for this podcast this is, it feels right for everything yeah Y2K I, seven, usher. yeah but this is but this is you make me want to Usher. This is 1997 Usher. Oh, you, you okay? Wait, you make me wanna is the. Make, it's what, the cheating. What album is that on? What album it's on my on? way. My way. Oh, where he's like in the stairs like this. That was like yeah. his first first album, right? It was his second album. He actually had an album out in 1994. <gasps> he was a child. I guess I'm not a stan- Usher stand. I didn't know this. So I. I don't think anyone really outside of his like super loyal fan base. I don't think anyone really knows about his first album. It was his second album, my way that we got him like broke through. And then he's been just yeah. a superstar ever since. Um, because I don't, I, if he did have a top 10 single from the first album, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what it was. I um, always can, I conflate you make me want to with the eight, seven, one era. Maybe it's because it's kind of like the Shakespeare esque beat. It's probably that the Y2K it, era. Yeah, it's probably that. And also just like there's a lot of like he was very obsessed with like you, you know, like the letter oh, we talk U. about that. We this is this is an iconic topic that Zach and I have mentioned so many times. But oh my God. if you go through your music library, especially Y2K, like 90s, early 2000s, which is mm-hmm. our specialty, obviously, mm-hmm. there there is nothing cuntier than putting a U instead of a Y-O-U into a song. Think about it. Me and you, Cassie. You in your hand, pink. Pink. You've Usher. got Usher. You've got You Remind Me, Usher. You've got uh, You Don't Know Me Like You Used To by Brandy. Like you have Die oh, For you, yes, you do by Prince. You have I'm a Slave For You by Britney I'm Spears. I'm a Slave For You, For You. For the number four, you. She said numbers, letters. We're <laughs> slave to them. We, I think we are. We are. We're a slave to numbers. <laughs> There's nothing better than a you in a song. There really isn't. I name another better thing in, in this world. N- name one thing. I can't. I can't either. It's, I, you know what? And when we talk about this, I, puppies, I, remember, I don't know. I remember when I made that meme, I was in your living room when you lived here in Grand Rapids and we were like coming up with it. Oh, I care for you by Aaliyah. Yes. Also, you got it bad. You got it bad. You have. There's oh my more. Gosh. We could. Oh my god. We could like do a whole. I well. This. I think that we did what like for that meme. We had. I think like we kept adding songs and adding songs <laughs> and adding songs. And I just remember. But I remember getting really excited about the "You Don't Know Me Like You Used To" by Brandy. I, I fucking love that song. Ugh. It is so. It's one of my favorite Brandy songs. That just like that. Whatever that sound is in the background, that like kind of like, drives the beat. It, yeah, but it, yeah, but it's like really high pitched, you know. <gasps> Whatever you like, Nicole Scherzinger. I'm showing you on the on the screen. Oh right now. my god! Uh, I'm sorry uh, to I'm sorry to interrupt, but like this song deserves it. This fucking song. She says, "How does the stove? How does the stove? Her name is Nicole. Her name is there, Nicole. The fact that her her solo career didn't pop the hell off." After this smash, I'm sorry, smash hit. Smash hit. What is wrong with 
what is wrong with us? What is wrong what with people? Is, what is, that's a really good question. I think misogyny, first of all, that's one thing that's wrong with people. <laughs> um, but two, her whole relationship with the Pussycat Dolls has always seemed a bit problematic. And I bet you that's why. Because the public kind of turned on her because, I mean, she had the one album with the Pussycat Dolls. Right. And then she tried to go PCD. solo. PCD. Yeah. So whatever Iconic you like. Was, I So whatever you like was supposed to be the lead single off of her debut album, which was going to be called Her Name is Nicole. And then she released a second single, which was Baby Love, that was produced by William. Might have featured right. him as well. And then... Um, and then I'm laughing because I remember going over these songs with you. And then she released a single called Supervillain. She released a song called Pua Kinney Kinney, which I was like, you have to listen to this when you're in Hawaii visiting David. And you made me, and everyone looked at me like, what the fuck is this? We're never giving you the ox again. Just letting you know. <laughs> but I, Pua Kinney Kinney, in my personal opinion, banger. And... <laughs> And, but then, so like there was four singles released in the album. They all flopped. None of them made any moves here in America. Which I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Like whatever you like, if there was any song that they could have released that should have been a, you know, top 10 hit, Mm -hmm. that song goes so hard. It goes, it goes in, it goes off. I mean, even revisiting it now, like for the audience out there, like revisit the song, like Mm -hmm. it, it blows my mind that it wasn't, you know, more big. Like what? Why did it not, like, explode? Because it truly is a solid pop song. Something about that cocky thing you got. Yeah. You know, you know what's crazy, though, too? Is um, I loved that that Diddy album around mm-hmm. that time. I think the Diddy album came out in 2006. We've talked about this before. But yep. I also feel like Come To Me with Nicole Scherzinger yeah. is – that might be my favorite song with, with her, period. I fucking love that song. It's so good. And that's really her only like US top 10 hit outside of the Pussy Hat Dolls. I think that song peaked at like number eight or something on the charts. The way you said and that, it sounded, it sounded like you had a Jamaican accent. You're like, the Pussy Gat Dolls. The Pussy Gat Dolls. Oh my gosh. Bumble Club. I've been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching that clip that you sent me one too many times. I'm it's, turning into that man. It's making me laugh so hard. It's no, the Pussy did. So- oh. So for everyone listening, there's this, there's this uh, rapper in Jamaica, and he's white, and he, I don't know how he got famous. I think just because his songwriting is so ridiculous, like he he's like it's like we're laughing at him, not with him, right? Yeah. Like it's very that, yeah. yeah. But he has this song. I I need I need to find his name so we could like share it. But he what the lyrics go like this? Okay, ready? So yeah. It, this is like me skipping into the lyrics like of the song. I'm not giving you the whole thing. But, of course but you know he the liter- lyrics. He literally says, When we fuck pussy, pussy turn red. Gymnastic, now the pussy dead. <laughs> this is a white man. <laughs> this is a white man. And then the meme was like, the meme was like white people when they season their chicken. And I just thought yeah. it was the, it just made me, I don't think I've laughed that hard it's ever. hysterical and then i and then i sent it back to you you had sent it to me again because you well no you found like another clip of him rapping it he's and no, then, he's on, thank he's you on my, for adjusting he's on my explore feed he's on yeah. my explore feed like every day because in there the internet knows you love your bird brain loves a little sound bite <laughs> and and he i love Chaos. by the way you're so generous by calling him a rapper 
You're so that's, generous. That's what he is, I guess. Is he like actually a rapper? Is he is he serious yeah. or is he doing this all because he knows the internet's a big joke? I think I genuinely think it started off as a more serious thing, but now he's <sighs> kind of like playing into the whole persona online, you know? Yeah. Anyway, back to Nicole. <laughs> back to Nicole. <laughs> Did you say that she cut her hair? Yeah, I you, sent me, you sent me a picture, and at first glance, I literally thought it was um, Naomi Campbell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, until I looked she, at it, I was like, "Oh wow." Who did I think it was? She because it's like a black hair. and white photo. She cut her hair to a well. So here's here's I'm unsure. I don't know if it's a wig or if one of these is a wig or if one I don't know. <clears throat> Wigs are getting so good these days. But she has so the first photo I sent you. She had a bob cute little bob and i was like okay queen cutting off your hair now i saw another photo of her with a pixie cut no that's the one you sent me oh is that what i sent you yeah you and sent so me so i was just like oh my gosh it looks phenomenal on her well it's because she's got those really strong beautiful you know that bone structure her facial features Ugh. like it just works really well for her face talk you know? about a beautiful woman like you oh, and i were talking stunning. about how beyonce I mean, clearly is like the, the most out. beautiful woman in the world but also yeah. just like but nicole Scherzinger, just stunning yeah i so back to her and back to like the whole Pussycat Dolls thing. See, the thing is, is that like, I don't think that the VH1 documentary thing helped either with, with the whole her talking about how the record, she was essentially hired to be the singer of the Pussycat Dolls. Mm-hmm. But rather than being just like the lead singer, she's, she, I don't know what happened, if, if it's the label, if it was her, if it was both, but like she was seemed to be very adamant about being the only singer on the album or albums, I should say. When Melody could sing, uh, all the other I know, Carmi uh, had some vocals on Beep. And well, do, do you remember that iconic performance where Melody does interject and sing, and you just see Nicole's like glares, like "Give me that microphone back, bitch! If you do this again, <laughs> you are never singing again, ever again." And ever. was she wrong? Or was when Nicole wrong? grabs the, the the microphone from that guy that she's doing a duet with. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Nicole f- does not want you to sing with her. She wants to sing with you, well, but the second you sing with her, she's like, no, don't you dare. I mean, she she was clearly the Beyonce of that group. You know, yeah. she's clearly oh, the standout. And and to me, like, I wish her solo career popped off. I really Same. enjoy her music. She had she had some success in the UK, which is great. I mean, I think Baby Love did moderately there. And then her second album, Killer Love, did pretty well. Like she had a song called Poison that was produced by Red One that is really good it's finally on uh i or on, on itunes uh it's finally on streaming here in the u.s yeah. um and then the follow-up single don't hold my breath great song i don't know mm. if you're are you familiar with that one no it's a dance pop song it's killer a great great hook great hook and um that found a lot of success and then she did like a repackaged like deluxe edition with a song called try with me um which is really fun um and then after that uh her career just kind of became moderate again but she did have some success there um yeah and then success as well with the second pussycat doll album yes oh so that's what i was talking about earlier so talking about like you know her trying to release her debut album here in the u.s so after those four singles flopped they then turned their direction back to the pussycat dolls because they were like well we were successful with this let's do it again so a lot of songs that are on uh doll domination like Mm -hmm. um when I grow up um, and happily never after things like that, those songs were actually supposed to be on Nicole's debut album. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. That's, mm-hmm. 
that's interesting. I really wonder the trajectory of like that alternate universe, what that would have been like. But yeah. obviously I'm happy she had success and like went back to PCD because, you know, she gave us some really good songs. Yeah. Fun fact about when I grew up, do you know who it was originally written for? I'm going to guess like Britney. Yeah. It was originally. Yeah. For, it feels for like a Britney song. It feels, yep, I didn't know that, but yeah. It was originally written for Britney's circus album, which kind of, you know, that like do, 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 do sound that goes off in the second chorus. Like that makes sense. Like that there's that. Right. Sound. They kept that in there. They kept that in there. And then um, Brittany was also, uh, she had filmed a cameo for the music video that never actually made it. I guess the the legend is that she appeared on set, but then there was some sort of, she had some sort of breakdown on set mm. or something happened. And so they ended up, I think that they may, might have filmed one scene or something like that, but they ended up not using it. Um, I remember, yeah. I remember being a kid and finding out through my dad that, other songs that were meant for artists like go to different artists and get shuffled around i remember being so mind blown by that like when i found out that since you've been gone by kelly clarkson a great you song by the way we forgot to add that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. when since you've been gone by kelly clarkson was originally meant for avril lavigne i remember going what like my it rocked my world i was like no fucking way and then i was like oh i hear it like yeah, yeah. I, get, I get it 100 you know, and, and then also Breakaway, written by Avril Lavigne, was supposed to be on Let It Go, and then gave it to Kelly Clarkson. What's Let It Go? Wait, isn't that, is it Let Go? It's Let Go. <laughs> let It Go? Is this like Elsa and Anna? What are we What are mm-hmm. we doing here? I know she's Canadian and it's cold, but. Right, right. But yep. I'm, I'll be here all night. <laughs> Jeff's got the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I. That we could, I mean, that, that could be the rest of the episode, just talking about songs that are, right. you know, songs written by someone or, or written for someone that then gets like Toxic by Britney Spears was originally given to Kylie Minogue. Which I'm so, no offense, I love Kylie, but I'm so glad it wasn't. Yeah. Or yeah. um, I think Nudity from that ma- X, that was supposed to be for Britney. Okay. Th- that makes sense why Toxic would be for her though, because of the songwriters. Um, what's her name? Dennis. Kathy, Kathy Dennis. Dennis. That makes a yep. lot of sense because then, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause she's working with Kylie a lot. Yeah. Especially um, on, um, wasn't Kathy Dennis on, was she on slow or she was on that album? She was on body language. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Yeah. I'm not f- yeah. super familiar with that, but that makes sense. Kathy Dennis has written a lot of really great songs. She so wrote, many good songs. She also she, well, has she wrote, some good songs. She wrote, she wrote, she wrote, can't get you out of my head. Iconic. Come on. Yeah. And yeah. toxic. Come on. Yeah. That's if you could you could, should the fact that she wrote those two songs alone, mind what a genius. That is mind blowing. Thanks. Kathy, Kathy Dennis, if you're listening, come on the pod. We would come love on, to interview. And you can write us a song on the pod on the spot. And then we can turn it in it, let's turn it into a hit that's bigger than toxic and can't get you out of my head. <laughs> but um the I was gonna say like another song written for another artist was um, Umbrella. That was given to Britney and Mary J. Blige before it landed on Rihanna. Mm. Um, what else? Oh, uh, I, I mean, Sia's album, This Is Acting, is all right. songs that she had written for other artists, yeah. which... It's kind of um, unique. Yeah. Like, uh, I know, was it Alive? That was the lead single that was written with Adele well, and for Adele. I don't know if you knew this, but This Is Acting was originally supposed to be titled This Is Basement. <laughs> this Is Basement. Because she was locked in everyone's basement. Specifically Beyonce's basement. Right. 
And then Beyonce was like, well, okay, you have to stay here, but you can write for other artists. Yeah, we're, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. We'll, we'll allow it. That's fine. You still have to pay rent, though, even though you're trapped we're here. Like, you we'll to- let Blue will come down once in a while and feed you one piece of bacon on a plate. One piece of bacon. Yeah. Maybe some and water. That's about it. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe some water. <laughs> I feel like back in the day, I read like a whole fan fiction about this on Tumblr. Oh, yeah. This was like, oh, 100%. This, in fact, I think the fan fiction then turned into. I You're like, yeah, I made, I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it. <laughs> and then it, well, I think then someone picked it up on Twitter and then people actually thought it was real. Like there are certain people on the internet who like, probably like the 12 year olds of Twitter who are like, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe this. Um, that's why, that's why CEO, you know, wears big wigs is because they're full of secrets. They're full of secrets, or is it actually Sia? Because if Sia oh, it's is Kristen trapped Wig. in, it's Kristen Wig. <laughs> it's Kristen Wig. Um, did I did I tell you Kristen Wig was a dancer at her concert when I saw her in Detroit years ago? You you did, yeah. yeah I love that you've audience. seen Sia. That's cool. That's fun. I had a moment with I had a moment with this is acting. I really like that album. Um, I like a lot of Sia songs. I yeah. feel like lately not so much. Like lately, the last like five years, not really my thing. Right. But she kind of she kind of went into the generic train a little bit too hard. Yeah, and then she had that movie that I believe was like written about like autism and mm-hmm. she had a lot her hand in that and it was like they didn't really consult anyone who knew anything about that. And so excuse me, ever since then it's kind of like that was weird. Well you know? did did you hear about her recent diagnosis? No. She was recently diagnosed as autistic. Oh, really? Yeah. Recently? So, yeah. Well, I would say within the last, like, year or two. Yeah. So, I, I, and I, I hate to be that person that's like, I don't believe you, but, like, oh. because, because of... <laughs> Canceled. Well, Canceled. Because, no, 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 no. Because of that whole debacle. I mean, that was right. a, that. So, that you think was so it just it makes me think it makes me wonder like was this a career saver to like mm. get quote unquote diagnosed mm. as autistic to kind of like redeem yourself? Damn, I, that I, would be wild. That I can't. Wild. I'm sorry, I cannot help but wonder that. I'm not saying that that's happened. So for all of you listening right. out there who are gonna you know again they take the fan fiction of it all. <laughs> they they clip what you say. They clip your recording and they just like see as not autistic like <laughs> that's all you say <laughs> that's all they say knowing the internet actually please don't do that <laughs> please don't do that part we're not saying want, we don't believe part of me wants it to happen just so that we get some more traction on this podcast because this, i was you know going into this today this is not what i was expecting to talk about me either I and I, say, I i love when it's a surprise it's such a surprise and <laughs> surprise you don't have autism <laughs> Balloons. Title of app. <laughs> Title of app. Surprise! You don't have autism. <laughs> this is wild. This is wild. That that really in all in all seriousness, that would be absolutely fucking insane. I really hope that's not. The Wouldn't case. that be fucked up? I It'd be really fucked up. It's so fucked up, and it's a slap in the face to everyone. So I really one hundred percent. I really yeah. hope no. Yeah. So for in all seriousness, I really hope and that that's not the case. But that is kind of where, and I say that just because, like you know, being in marketing and during my day job, and like just paying a little bit more attention to the PR of it all. It's just like I'm just kind of like, oh, I could see them trying that. You know, mm. and I mean, how, I mean, how can yeah. I prove them wrong? You know, but it's just one of those things where, you know, yeah, I, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. You know, 
and so again, I don't have any insider information that is just my brain going down like a, you know, piecing, you know, just being like, oh, I could see that happening, but I have no proof of that. And we're just conspiracy theorists in this pod. Well, we are scientists. And, and as we stated on episode one, you know, we're like lizard people. You know, we'll just go in, go in and go off. You know, I had a realization, though, sorry to go back to this topic, because I know we already kind of cleared this topic. But you know how we were talking about songs with you in them? Yeah. And you're like, I'm a slave for you. And then as Mm -hmm. we were saying, like, for you. So, you know, you know how, like, I'm a slave for you, clearly, like, you know, the Neptunes kind of, like, referenced um, Prince. Mm-hmm. You know, and what? I believe they like they sampled or interpolated um, van- the Vanity song, Van- Vanity um, Vanity Six, which is such, uh, a good, such a good song, by the way. If you yeah. have, oh, so good. What, what was it? Was, was the song called Nasty by Vanity Nasty Six? Nasty Girl, I believe. Nasty or, Girl, yeah. yeah, Nasty Girl. Oh, love that song. The song goes yeah. in. I mean, the beat is iconic. I'm a slave for you. The reason why it works so well, really, the beat is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the song's great. But the lyrics are great, but like the beat really is. It's the for beat. Me. Yeah. So. Prince had an iconic song, I Would Die For You, and it's mm-hmm. spelled the same way, for you. Yeah. Now I'm thinking maybe it was like a... It's probably like an homage. A wink. And yeah. I just realized that I never have put two and two together or thought about that. Blew, yeah. Just blew my mind. Yep. And and then tying this back to the topic of songs written for other artists, honestly, for you and boys were written for Janet Jackson. Oh, I, I kind of want to hear that. I know, right? I, I was like, hear that. I need to hear that. I don't know if she ever actually recorded them, but she passed on them. And so, people on Twitter were making fun of her. Did you see this, Janet? Which obviously, like, <gasps> yes. I come to, I come to the defense right away, right? But yeah. I, I was kind of confused. I was like, why, why is she wearing that outfit? Did you see the outfit? It was like because like, they were talking about her saying that she looked like what an Armageddon baby with like a full diaper or something like that. Is that what they were yes, saying? Yes, yes. Yeah. For the if when she was doing the if dance. Yeah, I. I mean, she always wears uh, uh, garments and outfits like that. She loves like a de- like a distressed Armageddon style type of yeah. bodysuit. Um, Specifically, that but, one though did did look, you know, interesting. I was like, I don't remember her. She didn't wear that at our tour that we saw her. You know, no, but no. it didn't look like that. So I was like, this is what kind of confuses me about Janet. And I don't know. I mean, again, this is this. I mean, I know that her career severely got derailed after the Super Bowl incident. Right. But like, but like she is one of the most iconic performers of all time. It just. Best dancer I've ever seen. Best dancer. (laughs) I mean, she has some of the most iconic choreography, iconic songs. I mean, so many pop stars reference her. We talked about this at Nauseam. But what I don't understand now is on these recent tours, they're great. You and I talked about how much fun we had at the concert. But we also recognize that some of the production value just wasn't there. And we were just like, and I'm just curious as to why. Because I'm like, it's Janet Jackson. She has access to probably the best artists and designers and whomever, you know, even the fact that she, even the fact that she only had four dancers with her, don't, don't get me wrong. Those dancers are super talented and super. And the choreo was tight. The choreo was was tight. It was on her end too. Like she was killing it, killing it. Yeah. It's nothing about that, but the, I'm talking specifically about the the production, production value of the screens and even the costuming, some of the The staging too. And the staging, I was just kind of like, I was like this, it feels 
like, I hate to say like, that feels like there's no, not, you know, maybe not have money is not the right term, but like, it just, it makes me wonder, like, I know she is capable of, of something a little bit more high quality. So that, right. Cause we've seen, you know, it. cause even like the graphic design, like the, of the posters and stuff, I'm just kind of like, right. I don't know, you know, I, I mean, I no no shade to her team. Like, I'm sure she loves all these people, but but I just I want my queen to have the best. You know, same. I think I would cry if I met her. I think I would piss my pants. Did I tell you I almost met her once? <laughs> no. Oh, Jeff, I'm not even kidding. So oh, tw- oh, wait. Oh, yeah, you did with the hairstylist, right? Yeah, yeah. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you in- did tell me that. Yeah, in 2015, Janet Jackson came and was on her Unbreakable tour, and she came to Grand Rapids, Michigan. I got tickets. I went with my friend Gretchen and my friend um, Gail, and uh, my friends from like my workout classes that I used to go to all the time at the Y. And um, so I had just started working at Cheeky Strut, which is a salon here in Grand Rapids. And uh, one of my my manager at the time had called me, and I was like, "Oh, that's." I was like, "I hope they're not." think like wanting me to come in they know i have the concert to go to today and she was like hey do you still have your cosmetology license and i was like no i was like i still have it, it expired because side note i was not working at like i was at working at the salon but i was not a stylist i was at the, mm. just working at the desk and um so they were like do you still have your cosmetology license and i was like no it's expired and they're like oh because janet jackson's team called and they want someone to come down and do her nails and we were going to ask you if you could do it and i was like because you'd be the perfect person i was like I was like, send me. And they were like, yeah. we're, we're working on it. Well, they were like, let's see, you know, we're, we're going to get another one of the styles, but maybe you can like go with her or whatever. So I was like, and my eye was hyperventilating at home. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But apparently the stylist went. So Janet wanted, she wanted, apparently she met her. She was, she was very kind. And she was like, so I want like a gold snake wrapping through my <laughs> fingers and and the stylist was like i can do a color change that's what they told me that you needed and she just looked at her and goes um if you just can go wait outside that'd be great and then she was kind of sent off <laughs> so i'm glad oh, i didn't my go goodness. yeah i could i i would Janet have been saying, like if you could just wait outside you little twink please i was like i would have i was like I would have found a gold sharpie. I was like, "We're going to do snakes. We're going to do a f- whole." Fucking like somebody jungle. find a snake, we'll kill it. We'll paint it gold. We'll do anything. Paint it gold. We will get do me anything. the snake now. Get me the snake. Gird like, your loins. <laughs> you were Stanley Tucci. Oh my god! I would have been like, "We're going to do a whole fucking jungle." I said, "You want a snake? We're going to give you seventeen. We're going to be a family." I just bought eighteen ficuses. What's a ficuses? Ficus. A ficus. It's a, what it's a, a plant. It's a plant. What is? Okay. 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 <laughs> like <Excellent>. jungle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that how you say it? Ficuses? Is it fight guy? I, I have no fucking clue. I've no. I don't even know what you're talking about. I like that Scooby Doo reaction. I appreciate that. Yeah, I I don't know my plants. I'm not a plant gay. I think they're pretty. Uh-huh. I am. I have plenty. Mm-hmm. You can't see them currently. Jeff is in his kitchen. I can see all of his nice spices, but um, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I can't. It's what? 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 It's, what's in the jars? What is? What's that called? Grains. Grains. They're grains. Come They're on. grains. They're grains. But anyway, but that's my story where I grain oh, I on me. Grain on me. Um. But yeah, I, I could have met Janet Jackson. Glad I didn't. That would have been a. That would have been an awkward yeah. moment. And also, like you, we've talked about this so many times, but people say don't meet your heroes. I'm kind of a firm believer of that. Like yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever want to meet Mariah Carey. 
just because I don't want I don't want anything to crush the image that I have of her. Yeah, you know, I th- I do get the impression Janet Jackson would be very cool to meet. She seems to be a very kind person. Yeah, I don't. Um, because again, even though like like you know the whole joke is that like she dismissed the the person that that went. I mean, the person was telling me she was like she was very nice about it. She was not like mean or like snarky or anything like that. I think that she, there was clearly a miscommunication between Janet's team and our team of what she wanted. <laughs> and, um, and the salon is just known for hair, not nails. So, and, and in my head, I was just thinking like, why didn't they call like a nail tech place? You know, like right. you'd think that that's anyway, but whatever, but great concert. That was my first time ever seeing Janet. And I remember like that night too, we were like, look, like looking on the TV on the, on the screens. And we were like, can we see the gold snakes? Is there other gold snakes on her, on her fingers? That would um, be wild. Yeah. There was just black nails that night. Okay, so let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would love, I'd love to know. I would love to see better taken care of my queen being taken care of in the production value. Right. Me too. Me too. Because we know like the capabilities there. We know we've seen it before. And again, everything else is great. You know, everything about it, about it's great. So yeah. it would be nice to have like more of a, you know, a spectacle of sorts. Mm-hmm. More, more. I mean, we're so in the era of like visuals right now, a la Beyonce. But... Which we didn't get for the 10 year anniversary of self-titled, but that's okay. I we got told your ass. I told your I ass. When you mentioned that in the pod last time, I was like, don't, let's not even talk about this. <laughs> I was like, I'm so over it. But I was, I have been, I have to tell you, I've been really bopping out to Grown Woman. Oh, same. I've been I'm listening having a to very fun repeat. time with it. One hundred, same. Yeah, it feels, it feels like, a, it feels like I, I just haven't heard it in so long because again, I mm-hmm. didn't revisit the music video, so it's fun. It's really so fun. this is, so this is how much of a fan of the song I am. So the version that I have on like my old computer that's like sitting right next to me. Um, yeah is the five minute version. So this version is, is like five minutes and some odd seconds, which we, we all know that I love a long song. We love, I love length. I love length and girth. And so, but the version that I have, there's a, an explicit version, quote unquote. And it's the part. So the part where she goes, I'm a grown woman. And I know that I got it, got it, got it. That part in the version that I have on my computer I'm a grown woman and I'm so erotic. And she's like, say, I'm a grown woman. Bumble clap. <laughs> Bumble clap. <laughs> and um, no, but she's like, talks about being erotic and you look down and he's so excited. I mean, the word, lyrics aren't that dirty, but it's like just a sexual reference, obviously. This yeah. one, she doesn't say the erotic part. And she I says, I heard it like, was changed a little bit. Yeah. So, it, yeah. So that's the clean version, which is the version that's used in the music video, but the music video uh is only like four minutes it's like four and 45 seconds so i was like oh my gosh all these different versions i also have a version on my computer where there's like i don't know i don't know what this version was but there's like a live audience sound in the background but it's just mm. clearly the studio version of the song so i don't know if this is like backing track type of thing going on but um in that part in that version she goes now bitches i run this so there's all these different versions that I have of grown woman. Um, You're collecting them like baseball cards. Collecting them, all these subtle little tiny differences. But um, but yeah, I'm very happy that we have an official version on streaming for all of us to listen to. And I love that it was just like, and so many people too, like 
I don't, I don't know if you can search it now, but like yesterday when it was announced that it was on, like I was searching for it and I was like, why isn't it coming up? Why isn't it coming up? And, but you just had to go to her singles and scroll. So if you were, if anyone's out there trying to listen to the song, just go to her singles and scroll down to 2013 and you will see grown woman right there. Yeah. Very, very excited that it's, that it's up. Thank you for that. Beyonce thank you, and Parkwood thank you, team. Thank you, Beyonce. Do you think we'll ever get standing on the sun? Do you think that that'll be the twentieth anniversary? <laughs> I know. I think. I think so. Like we might as well. Like it would get you. I mean, I know she doesn't need the money or the streams per se, but it's like it would get you more streams. Like why not? Like put why it on not? There. Why not? Yeah, put it on there. Yeah, I, but you know what though? As as I, you can clearly hear why both of those songs did not make the album, right? Well, you know what's interesting is when you, when you told me, because the first time I found out Grown Woman was going to be the lead single was mm-hmm. through you on the last pod episode. I did not know that. I yeah. never, I don't remember that being in the zeitgeist or anything. You yeah. Know, at least I just remember the album dropping <laughs> and I remember yeah. standing on the sun, you know, but it's interesting yeah. because it sounds very much like in the universe of standing on the sun. So it mm-hmm. almost feels like there could have been like another album, like in between or like an EP yeah. or something. Do you know what I mean? 100 percent. i i I, the both of those songs great songs but listening to beyonce because i had a moment with it the other day while i was working out yeah and it's very tropical sounding the oh standing on the sun yeah but also grown woman like or there's like just kind of like a similar yeah grown woman very afro afro beats yeah yeah standing on the sun very much like a yeah like you said very tropical um but very pop i would say if anything else like the the Beyonce album, there's just such like a, an ambient. I know I kind of shit on minimalist type of sounds, but there is like a minimalism to it. That's just very like, I don't know. There's just like a sound to the album. That's a little bit more. It's a little bit more. Uh, I was going to say couture, not couture. Um, it's like, I mean, it's a good word. I, I mean, guess. yeah. For, What's that describe Avant-garde, I should say. Uh, a little bit more avant-garde. For her at that time, especially. Yeah. 100%. Like, Definitely. There was a clear we, energy towards it that you just hadn't heard before in like the pop world, quite frankly. And also, you know... Or from with Beyonce. Her. With her. Yeah, with her. You know, we typically have gotten a lot of like pop or like R&B, you know, yeah. but like to hear... To hear that, like all these like fun, like experimental kind of sounds and beat drops and like all this stuff was just like totally... Well, the album came out at the height of the EDM craze. Like it came out like that came out the same year that Art Pop came out and the same year that Britney Spears released Work Bitch with the Britney Jean album. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Like it's just it was truly everyone and their mom at that point was sucking on EDM's titty and saying, give me more, please. And yeah, Beyonce. I mean, she says it right there in Beyonce. She said, radio, say, speed it up. I just go slower. Right. And she did that and it worked really well. She was it in was her lane. She stayed in her lane, moisturized, unbothered. Unfucking bothered. Ugh. Completely unbothered. Yeah. Standing Such a good sun. album. I told you it was my favorite album for so long of hers. So, yeah. Yeah. So excited so. to hear the music that she's put out next. If it just keeps, if it's just going to so continue curious. to get better and better and better, I'm like, now. On my tickets that we got to, when we saw about Renaissance last weekend, you know what they said? It said Act Two Renaissance. I was like, mm, no, that's not. This is not Act Two, and I will not accept that as Act Two. I don't. Th- yeah. I think that. I think that was a misprint. I don't. I don't, I don't was think. It, that was the, it a pink print? 
It was a pink print. Because here's the thing. If it, here's the thing. <laughs> if Beyonce calls, because the whole theory initially was that act, because she said Renaissance is a three, is the act one of three. And then people were like, oh, act one is the album, act two is the visuals, and act three is the tour. Yeah, and I was not here for that. Not here for that. That is what she has done for every album since I want three albums forever. That's what I I, want. I want three whole different albums. Because we had had speculated too, like on the internet, but also you and I, like one's going to be like maybe a country album. One's going to be like, you know, more of a, I don't know, like rap sort of album or something like hip hop. Mm -hmm. Like that would be... lit like yeah. i would eat that up so hard i would love different genres like different albums yeah because yeah. right the the the, room, the streets are saying that she's still working on the rap or not the rap the country slash rock album currently um and allegedly the like the the concept behind all of these is that she's kind of reclaiming music that white people kind of took over um, mm-hmm. So, so dance music, rock music, and Ooh, I love that concept, though. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and so I would love that, and and I I I really do think it would be really cool if there was a feature length film combining the visuals from Renaissance and the next two acts. I'm so yeah. curious as what they're going to be called. The um, eagle-eyed fans out there noticed in the visuals for the tour, like in the backdrop screen. Um, there's references to a tour called the Betty Black tour. And so, and seemed to have a rock vibe and she, her aesthetic lately, as we've been seeing has, she's been wearing a lot more black denim denim. And so people are, are thinking that she, I loved is, her blonde, like Farrah Fawcett hair in that latest, one of the later Instagram posts. Yeah. Kind of like which, that choppy, like, blonde Oh yes, hair. Yes. I was like, fuck, this looks good. I'm so, so here good. for that. Did you kid? Did you see all of the controversy about her hair when she went when she showed up to the Renaissance LA premiere? Well, you and like, I talked about it. Oh, the you blonde talk, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that's, the blonde, that's been the, up there. Yeah, the blonde hair. But then also the, just the way that her skin looked in the photos. People were like, "She's yeah. bleaching her skin. She looks white." People been blah, saying blah. that. They've been saying that. So I, I truly was blown away at how much controversy that got. I. I last thing. If you're a polarizing figure, mind. you're gonna, you know, you, like Beyonce, like Taylor. I feel like you're always gonna get some something. Something. <gasps> yeah, it's so stupid. But wait, I had something to say too. But if you want to go, you can. Yeah, go because I have a, a separate topic that I'm talking about. But go. This is related to blonde hair. I laughed so hard. Nicki Minaj was being interviewed. I I want to say for Vogue, she was going through her outfits or whatever, uh-huh. and and the guy was like, "Your mom is her is her hair always been blonde?" And Nikki laughed so hard. It was like, she's like, James, come in here. Come here. Look what he just asked. <laughs> she's like, no, that's not her blonde, real hair. Oh, it, my gosh. It, it made me laugh so hard. She was having yeah. some really funny moments. I know we didn't love Pink Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, like people I said, are pressed. Lo- a lot of people do like the album. So good for them. I, I'm really loving, like I said, like four of the songs, really loving it. And I'm also really loving her like interviews lately. I think she's, she's really funny. You know, so I'm loving kind of like the press around it, but the album, no. I mean, I'm pretty much, and I've listened to it since our last podcast and I'm still kind of like, yeah, it is exactly like we see. You've really, you have truly given it a true try. I'm trying so hard. I really want to like it. I do. You're trying. But I I, I don't. 
people really like were trying to drag me in the comments of the carousel of memes that I've made about it. And the, the joke really went over a lot of people's heads. The, the memes that I created were about me not liking the album and me, or I don't even want to say not liking it. It's just not for me. Right. I've been very open. We said it's not bad. It's not bad, but it's not like we think it's good either. And, but I've also just been very open and honest that like the rap music genre is just not my forte it's not my cup of tea i don't anyone that knows you knows that (laughs) anyway exactly like and so and so the memes are about that the memes are just that one i it's just i it's me trying to get into it and i can't get into it there's a meme where i use the clip of cameron diaz from the holiday where she's trying to cry or whatever the whole point of the meme is that i'm it's you hear the album playing in the background me trying to get into it and then she goes all right enough moving on clicks a button and what starts playing padam padam fucking funny my brilliant mind decided to do that and that just went over people's heads i'm like hello like yeah, you know most of the response most of the response though you know you yeah. always have to look at the majority of the response that's not the case but yeah it's gonna go over people's heads and, and again the barbs are a fan base very much like the swifties that i tend to try to avoid yeah because mm, they're not yeah. always um let's just say rational yeah there was a guy – no, because there was a guy today who said typical white gay – fan base. Yeah, there was a guy today who, who was like – who was trying to say like typical white gay trying to speak on the culture. And I was like, dude, like chill. Like, Also, it's I, music It's and she's in the pop music kind of zeitgeist. So like, yeah, we are speaking on it. <laughs> but I'm like – again, I'm like the memes are not me – I. Show me one one meme that I said that this album yeah. sucks. That this well, you album... celebrated some of the songs like we mentioned last time. Yeah, but yeah, and we don't we don't we've already drawn on about this album. Like we can we can move on. But I just thought it was funny that we're never speaking about it again. <laughs> Probably not. But I just thought it was really funny that in that interview, there's been some really funny like interviews with her. There's also she. So there's this guy. I think his name's Kai. I'm not really familiar with like TikTok influencers and like okay the, str- the twitch streaming and all of that i think he's like a twitch right. streamer but okay. she joined his like live and they listened to the album and, oh i saw that yeah and then he they're <laughs> not the attitude um, <laughs> there there's some like there's he was like doing something and she looks over at him like totally dead serious no irony and goes are you special no she did not yeah she did it. I'm like this oh, woman is boy. this woman is unhinged. No, unhinged. One hundred percent. But she's also but... really funny. I mean, she she really is. She's got some funny. I love when she's on like reading the live comments. It's like Nikki. <laughs> there's this one that makes me laugh every time. Uh-huh. She's like she's like you know because she's like totally serious in the face. She goes, Nikki is the lesbian version of RuPaul. Child, <laughs> she's like, get me <laughs> off of this live. <laughs> she makes me laugh so hard. So good for her. I like. I'm enjoying like that. Of I miss. All. I miss her. T- her cousin's swollen testicles. Remember I that? For- I forgot about that. Yeah, that was like when the vaccine first came out for COVID. I think. <laughs> I right? forgot about that. And she tweeted yeah. tweeted about it. I I don't remember. Yeah, I remember her just like talking about like her cousin's swollen testicles, and it was like this whole thing. And yeah, celebrities—they're just like us. They're just like us. They are just like us. But what I was going to say earlier, we were talking about. You mentioned polarizing figures. Speaking of polarizing figures, the Queen herself has finally made it to America to start her celebration tour. Her North yes. American leg. Yes. Tomorrow, 
tomorrow marks one month when I till I see Madonna and I can't Trey. wait for you. I got I gotta give it up to you and your your girl. The show looks great. The show. I mean, the, the clips I'm seeing, the show looks great. She performed "I Love New York." I saw, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, fun. Like throw yeah. that in there. Yeah. Um, it it looks really fun. It looks like a fun show. It's her truly her first show that is truly a greatest hit, celebrating her entire career, celebrating everything from the greatest hits to fashion moments to videos. Voguing voguing interviews i mean to the whole ballroom i mean i mean it there's a clip part of the show i I love that i have like know the entire show but i have not seen it yet in person but like there's a part of the show that like is dedicated to all of her friends that she lost from aids and Mm -hmm. she you know the, the the whole show just looks so well thought out and so well done like truly it's like an archive of her entire pop career yeah and um i'm just i'm so excited i can't i cannot wait to go the thing is, honestly, the so many pop people. I know that I wanted to talk with you about relevance on the pod. That was like my. I texted you early today, and I was like, I want to talk about relevance, and you know, we can get into it deeper in another episode. But like, I just wanted to say, like, I you don't have to love Madonna, right? Like, but I just people always love to say like she's irrelevant, and the th- reality is, is that. People always will compare every female pop star moving forward to Madonna because Madonna set the standard for what female pop stars do in their careers. People reinvent themselves, quote unquote. People change their hair color, change their music, change their style, change their image. Mm-hmm. She was really the first one to really do that and capitalize on that and do it so effortlessly. Like Madonna throughout her entire career, when she's changing sounds and images, it never felt forced or overdone. And someone who took a lot of risk. A lot of risk. Because imagine being, you know, known for your, imagine being in the 80s, Madonna, you know, she's on top of the world. She's putting out, you know, Like a Virgin, True Blue. Right. And and then being like, we're going to go a little bit deeper and, and, you know, do add some funk to, and some like gospel to my music. We're going to kind of go a little bit deeper. We're going to take some you know, all of these influences. We're going to get Prince on a track. We're going to do rock gonna guitars. Adopt, adopt the gays. I'm going to adopt the gays. Well, and then coming out with a music video, like, like a prayer, you know, which got a lot of controversy. She, Pepsi just put out the commercial that they had pulled for the first time. Um, Did you ever hear about this controversy? Nope. So Madonna's like a prayer video caused a lot of controversy in the eighties. It came out in 1989 featuring everything from a black Jesus and her kissing him to burning crosses in the background. And so she had a deal with Pepsi that was using the song. And once they saw the video, they pulled the commercial. And cause I think they were originally going to sponsor her blonde ambition tour. And um, they just put it out for the first time as, as like a celebration of like a Pepsi anniversary or whatever. Um, but yeah. And then like, you know, then shifting her sound completely for erotica and then sh- shifting it again for bedtime stories and then doing Evita and then going into ray of light. I mean, like all of these, I mean, you listen yeah, she's to the blue- blueprint. She's the blueprint. And so, and one thing that people kind of scoff at this, I I truly would love to hear someone that's not me try this in somewhere and just see, just to see what happens. So what I'm going to say might be controversial, but just hear me out. The word Madonna is the Italian word for the Virgin Mary. Okay. The visual representation of the Virgin Mary. I 
always argue that Madonna, this is, this is why she's so relevant. If you were to ask the average person and ask them, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word Madonna and see what they say, I would argue that the majority of people would say the pop would reference the pop star in some way, or you might get both. I've had, when I've done this, I've tried this at the gym before I, when I was a wellness coach, I asked people this, I asked 52 people. It's like a Catholicism thing. Yes. Okay. So that's also kind of niche to Catholicism. Yes and no. I would, I would say, I mean, like. I don't know any other Christianity sect that uses that. Yeah. I, I would argue that the word Madonna even, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't pre-Madonna, know. Pre-Madonna. Pre-Madonna. I've heard that. Pre-Madonna. Yeah. But that's also a reference to the Virgin Mary, I believe, I think. And then the song Lady Madonna by the Beatles, right? Which again, is a reference to the Virgin Mary. But just my my whole point is that Madonna, the pop star, became has become so huge that her name is now more rec- arguably more recognizable than the Virgin Mary. Obviously, regions and countries might differ. All I'm saying, I would love for someone to actually try that out because I, I do think that, you know, be obviously being an openly gay man and asking that question, I think people might even be prompted without me saying, you know, I'm a Madonna fan. I think people might be prompted by being like, oh. I mean, any, anyone who's been a part of a, any sort of pop culture, or like had a radio, especially in the United States, I'm thinking like, if you say Madonna, they're going to be like, oh yeah, the, the pop singer. I would love a straight man known for sports to go around asking this just to see what happens. I mean, I think people would say the singer again, but also I think, you know, yeah, that's a really good point. But I think also to like, when you're talking about the Virgin Mary, you say the Virgin Mary, you don't really say Madonna, even growing up in like Catholicism. Mm, Cause we're, yeah. we're really the only sect of Christianity, not we're, I mean, I'm not Catholic anymore, but you know, growing up Catholic, we're really the only sect of Christianity that celebrates the Virgin Mary so much. We put, we like, pray to mm-hmm. for the Virgin Mary. Like there's not really any other, like mm-hmm. the Southern, Southern Baptists and stuff like they don't do that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I've been kind of removed from the religious world for a while now, but I just remember growing up. Like I remember knowing because my dad's side of the family is Catholic. My mom's side of the family is Lutheran. I went to a Lutheran school and my stepdad's side of the family is Seventh-day Adventist. So I've, I got a lot of different Christian denominations swirling in my household, but I remember hearing the word Madonna. I mean, maybe that's the Catholic side. Um, but I remember knowing that. And I just like, I, to me, it's just kind of like, I kind of think of it as the way as like if there was a pop star that became so big by the name of Messiah, cause like, and then that people started, you know, thinking of the pop star Messiah versus Jesus. That's kind of how I'm liking in it, liking it in my brain. Am I, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, you know, maybe I'm full of shit. Maybe I am a... I don't think you're biased at all. I just want you I, to know. I don't think I'm biased because I'm a scientist. <laughs> I'm a scientist. <laughs> no, I hear, no, I hear your point. I hear your point, though. I hear, I and hear this, your point. This, this whole... that And that whole, like, that point that I had, because I my friend Adeshola, who I mentioned earlier in, this, in the show, he and I were having a huge debate once about who was more, like, relevant culturally, uh, uh, Kanye West or Madonna. I mean... Apples and oranges, right? Yeah. But I, so I had used the, that example. I said, you know, I, I don't know if, if that's not relevant, if you are able to take a religious figure and make people think of you over the religious figure, then I don't know what relevance is, you know? 
I so, think relevance also is just like that. Yeah, it's a whole conversation for another time, but I feel like it's changed so much since social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say Kanye West has more um, success in the digital age than Madonna does in terms of like a lot of his hits came out in the digital age. You know, like he it, it is, you know, you could probably go all around the world and ask like who he is and people are going to know just like Madonna. But I mm-hmm. think like that's that's like something to take in mind too. It's like how we talk about how like Mariah Carey you know, sold a lot of records in store where these artists who get all these streams, like they're not going out and buying the CDs. It's like just an apples and oranges situation. Like it's just mm-hmm. different, you know, because the times have changed so much. And we've talked about this too. Like pop stars aren't what they used to be. Like right. the pop star, the, the blueprint that Madonna sent set for all of our favorite pop stars, that's going away. The last person we can think of that's like that is Taylor. So still waiting, still waiting for Taylor's sex book. I'm good. You know what's crazy? Louis Vertel brought this up that Taylor Swift is when Taylor Swift when she released Midnights was the same age that Madonna was when she Madonna released Erotica. Isn't that weird to think about? It is weird to think about. Yeah. Like just very and, and again, not trying to pit women against each other. It's just interesting. It's just interesting to think about. Because when I thought when I think about Madonna releasing Erotica, like to me, that was a grown woman. That's a grown woman. And she can do whatever she wants. I used to think that too, though. I feel like that's also changed too. Like people in their 30s, I'm like, I'm almost in my 30s. I'm baby. Like you're, that's you're, so you're baby. I'm baby. That's so weird to think about. Like I need an adult. I'm not the adult. I'm baby. And I'm, I'm 38. Baby. <laughs> I'm baby. I don't, that, that has changed in my brain so much. Like someone, when I was younger, like thinking about Madonna in her 30s, I'm like, oh, she's old. You know, yeah. and that's not, that's just not the case anymore. I'm like, Taylor's so young. It's right. weird. Right. It's weird. No, for sure. And I guess just to wrap this up, like, that's another thing that I, I am getting really tired of, of people like kind of mocking Madonna for her age and being like, it, she's damned if she does and damned if she doesn't. People have been calling her grandma since her like early to mid thirties. Oh, totally. She, yeah. And she's it's, gotten and it, all the heat. She's gotten all the heat. And we are going to see, I mean, like really Madonna was the first quote unquote, other than Cher, I guess the first aging pop star in front of our eyes who, who, who had maintained a level of success. Cause with all due respect to Cher, we love Cher and Cher's an icon and legend, but like Cher's career and success has ebbed and flowed greatly throughout her career. That's kind of what she's known for is that she has, it's not like decade after decade after decade. Yeah. yeah. She's had severe highs and severe lows. Whereas Madonna had a pretty steady level of mainstream success. Totally. Totally. For decades. And, and still does. She might not, I mean, she's 66. She might not get the top 10 hits that she used to be, but she's on a tour right now, killing it. And she's, you know, it's, it's, she, she is killing it. It looks, it looks fantastic. You know, yeah. I'll be honest, it really does. I can say that like, it looks really good. And, and I pro- love, I love when I love the clip that's getting taken out of context where she <laughs> talks about faggots dying. I, if any, if anyone is allowed to say the word faggot, that is not gay. It's Madonna. I, Madonna has done more for, no, Madonna has done more for the, for the homosexuals than the homosexuals of today. Have done for the homosexuals. For, for, for the homosexuals. I'm not even kidding. Madonna threw the first brick at Stonewall. She would have. She would have. She absolutely would have. <laughs> so, yeah. That clip is great. If, if, if you have not seen the full clip, look it up. It's great. I love the clip out of context. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. You know, uh, you, know what, you know what else that made me think of? Like, 
when Cupcake released CPR, mm. Taylor Taylor was releasing Speak Now. I'm kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> I, <laughs> but you know what? You're probably like, like that's so real because like Cupcake's young. Like it, yeah, when she younger put than out me. her when she put out her first like EP or single or whatever, she was what like 18, 19? She turned 18 and she said immediately we're throwing out all the, the profanities. She said, lick, 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 lick. I want to eat your dick. She did. Yep. And then she did. She ate it. With frosting. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be good. Eating. <laughs> Eating dick with frosting. I think this is going to be the best episode that we've done yet. I'm just. And by best, we mean worst. <laughs> no, this is incredible. Like, <laughs> The range of topics we have just covered is truly mind blowing. Someone, someone asked me too. They're like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Couldn't tell you. Don't Could know. Could not tell you. I Don't was like, know. we just press play and we'll see what happens." So I have this adorable coworker. His name is Mubisher, and he's from Af- Afghanistan. And super nice guy. And it's been so fun talking with him and like learning about him and his culture, and then him learning about American culture because he only moved here about two years ago. And, you know, when I was kind of getting, and I'm still kind of getting to know him. And I asked him, I was like, you know, who are your favorite pop stars? And he's like, I don't really know anything about American, you know, pop culture. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating. I was like, do you know anyone in like, like, and he's like the only two people that I know of. And he's 29. You told the story. Did I? He said, yeah. Oh, okay. Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. Well, I, so I've since been trying to educate him about Beyonce and Madonna. We've had some intense and it was really sweet he was like he was like oh i listened to beyonce the other day and she was like he was good or good what's he said he said he was good (laughs) i love it i I know it was really sweet um he listened to crazy in love and then there was i forget what the other one was i think it was a song off renaissance um but i was i had a point with the story i had a point and i lost it because oh he told he told me that he was listening to the podcast um, he said, he goes, I, I tried listening to your podcast. I listened to about 10 minutes of it. I didn't know what you guys were talking about. I couldn't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, I think you fall within the 98%. So it's okay. Yeah. No, 100%. But no one we, knows who Willa Ford is except us. And that's okay. Except us. Hey, I would hire her to be an interior designer for my house once I get the money. And yeah, once but, I have a yeah, house. But if, we, if we hired her though, we, it would be more like, can you do like some of... I want to be bad. Do you know what I mean? Can you yeah. just Santa baby, give me, give me, give me? Because like we, the curtains look nice and everything, but that's not why you're here. Can you do the curtains, but sing sexy sex obsessive while putting them up? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, speaking of songs that are forgotten about, do you have a song this week in mind? That's a song we don't talk about enough. Our favorite segment of the episode our favorite segment of the episode i do um so speaking of the queen madonna queen Ma- queen uh, queen mother madonna alaya did i talk about cyberaga on this pod yet i don't think so so cyberaga is a song that madonna did for her music album uh produced great by album. great album it was a bonus track on like you know international versions of the album and then it was also the b-side for the single don't tell me released here in the states cyber raga was finally released to streaming recently and it is a song sung completely in sanskrit and shout out to our friend varun who messaged me about it and he was like actually impressed with some of her pronunciation of the words and, and mantras he was like he was like oh wow 
he was like, it's not perfect, but like, he was like, I'm actually really impressed with the way that she's singing it. So I love that song. It's a great song. Um, really fun. I always feel like it's a flex when I'm able to sing it to people. I'm, pr- I'm probably butchering it to be completely honest. I'm just copying the sounds, not really knowing the words, but it's really cool. Like a uh, dance electronic song that blends, you know, world music with, you know, very intense electronica. Yeah. <laughs> very intense is probably, you know, giving that a lot of. Well, we're kind of on, we're kind of a, we're you and me obviously best friends we're in similar wavelengths today because i'm also referencing a song that varun and i just talked about and okay. it's a song that blends world music and electronica i um, love are we on the same cycle i think we're on the same cycle yeah so i think my, we're cycling my song is probably known among mia fans so <gasps> it's an mia song it's okay it's come around with timbaland this is this would probably go in my top 100 songs. And I don't know how I got to the... Rune and I were just talking about her recently because she, I believe, was born in India. But there was there was a there was like the Sri Lankan like civil war happening. So it's basically like, I don't know. I don't even know if it's still going on. But basically, it was like a genocide to get those the people out of there. So her oh, family geez. had to leave and, and moved, you know, to the UK, I believe. I don't know if she was in London or, or where. But... This was like a not that long ago, you know, in, in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. I think the war ended like I want. I don't, I don't know much about history, but I think it ended in like the late two thousands. I want to say, okay. so you know, a lot of her music is politically motivated, and a yeah. lot of her music is you know, if you know anything about MIA, is like you know, she does a lot of like activism, mm-hmm. and I love it because I think she's a, such a brilliant, talented artist who mm-hmm. blends the what she does so well is like she'll create a bop. And you're just like dancing and twerking to it. And you don't even realize like the lyrics are just like hitting so hard from an activism point of view. Yeah, 100%. And I, there's something really amazing about the work that she puts out. And so we were talking about Come Around because it's one of my favorite songs. I had never yeah. really listened to the lyrics. I, I'll uh-huh. sing the lyrics out loud. And Vernon and I were talking about, he's like, oh, yeah, that's about like you know, the genocide or whatever. And I was like, shut up. Wow. I was like, text the address. I'll see you later. Like that's that's all I do. So I don't. Yeah. I didn't know. Like I didn't. I didn't even like comprehend it. And then I went back and looked at the lyrics, and I was like, oh, damn. Is that the sense. song? Is that the song where she goes like, dun da da 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 MIA, she's got some great songs. I fucking love her. I really do. I want to go on a deep dive because I haven't done that yet with her. A song that I find myself actually singing quite frequently from hers, just like one of those little sound bites, like my little bird brain will get into, yeah. is like, uh, blaze a blaze, galanga langa langa, purple yes. haze, galanga langa langa. Like it's just in my one. head all the time. Yeah, I believe I believe I saw this on first on the VH1 Top 20 or TRL right around that time. But mm-hmm. I, her her first, I believe it's her first album. She released a single called Bucky Dunn Gun. Oh you, my or, god! Yes, bitch. The way that song has been in my brain since I've 2005. No joke. It has so never good. left. And then she just kind of like I remember like it kind of went away and like she didn't really like blow up around that time and then i remember mm-hmm. paper planes coming out and i'm like oh yeah i remember her from like trl days you know yeah and it was yep. like whoa like look at this artist and she sends just like had a, a flourishing career you yeah. know it's this, but that come around song you know not only is she amazing on it with the lyrics with everything but timbaland is just 
he's got to be my favorite producer. Like, he's just genius. everything he touches turns to gold. And we were talking about that because we were talking about, like, Aaliyah, Justin Timberlake, Nelly Furtado, Missy Elliott, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I had forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, he did that song with MIA. It's it's my favorite song of hers. I think it would go in my top 100 songs. So wow. I just wanted to say, like, that's, that's a song we don't talk about enough. It's a great yeah, song. 100%. It should have gotten more attention. I want to say it was also I that might have been like a bonus. Was that a bonus track? Like I don't even know if it was like a, on the standard album. Uh, maybe I don't. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember. Know. Yeah, for some reason that's sticking out in my brain. I could obviously be wrong, like but... Paper Planes and Boys like really kind of took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... it's funny that you mentioned Bucky Bucky Dungun because you know the last episode I mentioned uh, how I was making out with the boy Max uh, listening to EXO at a bar called Rockies <laughs> here in Grand Rapids. Same story, but with that. Same story. Well, that bar would always play, again, hipster bar. So they played Bucky. That was a staple in like the set list every night that they did that dance <laughs> I party. Love that. I and love that. yeah, so but, I, but I just learned today that they, the Rockies abruptly closed and they are no more. I'm mm, heartbroken. RIP Rockies. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. It happens a lot. Since COVID, there's just so much of that happening. But, but yeah. yeah, I, yeah, that's, it's such a good song. You know, she's got yeah. so many good ones. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Give you, Maya. Maya. Shout out to you, Maya, and also worked with Madonna. She sure did. She did she work sure with Madonna did. on Give Me All Your Loving and Birthday Song, both from MDNA. Ugh, so good. We want to thank you for flipping off the camera at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, this has been a journey, truly. It's been a journey. It's it been has. a journey. And I think I think it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say so long. Farewell. See you on the flip side. Hey, Christmas is almost here. Yeah. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever yep. you celebrate. Whatever you celebrate. I celebrate Christmas because I love you. Christmas. Yep. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and peace and blessings. <laughs> peace and blessings. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>